I want to begin today by reading a very familiar passage of Scripture. It comes in Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Lord, open our hearts to you and may the Holy Spirit speak into us your word through your word. Verse 1. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In the NIV, the heading to this chapter reads, Imitating Christ's Humility. You know, I've been thinking way back in my own life and how as a small boy, I and my friends would look at certain heroes in our world and then try to shape ourselves, our sense of self, by imitating these people. Some of them were men in our community for whatever reason that we admired. Others were just older boys who were great athletes or who had a sports car, and there was something about them that we would admire, and in admiring it, we would try to imitate that. So, One of the things I was thinking about in this whole idea of imitating as a way of growing and shaping self was the fact that in our little village, being a fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates was a given. And as little boys, we pretty much learned how to imitate the movements and the behaviors and the way these pirates wore their hats or the way they caught a ball. And we would try to emulate that by embracing that as the way we did the same thing. I I have to admit, I did see, I was allowed to stay home from school and I saw Bill Mazeroski hit that ninth inning home run when the pirates beat the New York Yankees 10 to 9 at Forbes Field. I saw it. And we were all in our living room, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, others screaming and yelling with great excitement because what have happened? Ah, those those Pittsburgh Pirates. And I remember the fact that we love the way Roberto Clemente would do these basket catches and how we would practice that Our coaches didn't like it. They wanted us to lift and catch the ball over our head. But when they weren't looking, we kept practicing that basket catch so that we could be like Roberto Clemente. Oh, there was something else too. Uh, You know, Bill Mazeroski, he played second base. He set the record for the number of double plays in a single season, 166 with Gene Alley. And one of the things that we always admired in him, but as kids we couldn't emulate too well, was the fact that 
on the left side of his cheek was a bulge because he kept a chew of tobacco in there. He even has pictures of him on a, uh, on a baseball card. He's got that bulge. And we would put gum in there, and we wanted to emulate it. And his glove, oh my goodness, his glove was barely the size of his hand. It was very, very small. And he would use that glove and, until he got all the life out of it that he could. And then he'd get a new one and beat it up and get it ready. The same kind of very small glove. As a matter of fact, I saw recently that one of his gloves sold in auction for almost $10,000. It's just beat up, small. But man, we, we just loved Bill Mazeroski. You know, as I say that, um, I remember something. Uh, when I was a teenager, we were at a baseball park in Venetia, and we were playing there. And uh, some of us buddies, uh, Barry Glasser, probably Brian Spearman, and some others, we decided that we were actually going to put a chew of tobacco in our mouth and uh, play ball. And at the time, I was playing first base. I put that chew of tobacco in. I went out to first base. I didn't last an inning. I apparently had swallowed some of that tobacco. It may have been the sickest I ever was in my life. I made it back to the dugout. I was dizzy. I could hardly function. I laid on the bench. I did other things. I was so sick. But somehow I was determined that I wanted to be like him. Now, now this imitation, this, this imitation thing was not so much pretending, and it definitely wasn't mocking. It was somehow embracing a behavior that we had seen in some of these, if you will, quote, heroes, basket catch, small gloves, playing the infield, the way you wore your baseball hat or pulled up your baseball socks, it was more of an embracing of a behavior so that in some way we would be like them. We wouldn't pretend to be like them, but that we could actually grow to be like them. Now, look, I was born in 1952, so you can do the math. And at this age, I still have this drive to imitate. But by God's grace and his love, the focus of that imitation has changed. Now, remember, I'm not talking about pretending or mocking, but I'm talking about emulating until it becomes part of my own behavior and my own way of doing life. And I'm long past a chew of tobacco in my cheek or the size of a baseball glove or how I catch a baseball. None of those are even relevant to the life I live. But as a follower of Jesus, this issue is very, very relevant. In, in chapter 2, Paul says, are you encouraged by being united with Christ? I'm imagining he's asking that of me. Terry, do you like being connected to Christ? Do you like being one with him, experiencing union with him? And then he goes on and asks other questions. He says, do you get any comfort from his love? Oh, I do. I really do. As a matter of fact, on almost every day, I, I write 
these letters on my hand, and one of the letters is the letter L, knowing that I'm connected to the attachment love of God through Christ. He goes on and say, what about sharing in the life of the Spirit? Does that encourage you? And, oh, of course it does. I mean, recently I've talked to you about how important the Holy Spirit is and how even emulating Jesus is based on the Spirit. So, yeah, I get encouragement from being united with Christ. I do get comfort from his love. I do share in his Spirit. I, I, I'm encouraged and comforted by Jesus' tenderness and his compassion toward me. These are realities. There's something that I get from Jesus that makes a huge difference in my life. And now what Paul says, if that is true, then be like-minded. Do you hear that? Be like-minded. Be like him. Imitate him. Emulate him. Take on those characteristics and know that because the Spirit of God is already within me, Those things are very possible for my life. He says this, if you're going to be like-minded, if you're going to imitate Christ's humility, then you display the same love. Be one in the same spirit. Have the same mind. Don't be selfish. Don't be vain. Look at other people and see their value. Don't look at just your own interests, but look at the interests of other people and ask the Holy Spirit to make those true of you. I was in a conversation right before I did this podcast, I'm doing this podcast, where a friend of mine was talking about a tough period in their life and he said, as I review that period, I cannot believe the degree to which the fruits of the Spirit were not evident in my life but the fruits of the flesh were. How easy it is for that to be true of all of us. And yet those fruits are inside of us and the Holy Spirit is present so that we can, in fact, walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walked the way, but we have to be willing to talk about when we're not. Recently, I talked about the fact that we can have an anointing and we can, in fact, have gifting and yet... Use it for very selfish purposes. And so here Paul again is the encouragement. Imitate Jesus. Be like Jesus. Have something of that childlike wonder when you see someone and, and you're, you look at them and something inside of you is moved to the way they move through the world. And you say, I want to be like that. Do that with Jesus. Let's not look at Jesus simply as a Savior who's going to take us to heaven, but as the one who walks in a way that we are to walk. Again, it comes back to some of the things we learn in that passage in 1 Corinthians 13 about the nature of love. Be patient. Be kind. Don't be proud. Honor other people. Seek their well-being. Don't be easily angered. Don't keep a record of wrongs. Protect people. Trust people. Hope in people. Because this was the way of Christ. I admit I look back across many decades and I laugh at myself trying to chew tobacco while playing baseball, 
wanting to do basket catches because of Roberto Clemente, working my glove so that it looked like the glove of Bill Mazeroski. I want that childlike wonder to still be present in terms of my following of Jesus. I want to look at him and the way he responds to people and the stories of the gospel. And I want to be able to say, Father, I want to be like him. Show me where I am not. Convict me of that dysfunction. And Lord, empower me to walk your way, that way. I know it pleases the heart of God for us to want to do that. And he'll help us step by step along the way. And that in our imitation of Christ, it's not only in his character, the love, the tenderness, the compassion, the spirit, but ultimately the laying down of life to serve the kingdom, a sacrificial embrace of what it means to be the people of God. I guess there are times in life when imitations Well, it can be a pretending and something that is fake. But that's not what this is talking about. It's choosing to embrace the way Jesus lived his life. Not only as a way of honoring him, but a way of seeing his character, his virtues and his values grow in us. Well, may the Holy Spirit help us so that we can really walk out this way of love.